And welcome to the M2 Podcast. This is the show where we cover esports and personalities, gaming industry related news, new and upcoming games, and technology innovation. I'm your host, Michael Anthony. My co-host is uh, Kyle Heath. And what we like to do here is do a week in review of everything gaming industry related news. So without further ado, Kyle, like what have you been up to this week? This week? You already yes, know sir. I played Back for Blood. You already know it happened. Again? Continuation. Dude, dude, we still have so much of that game left. It's so funny. There was actually something that happened though when we were playing. So we're in like the uh we're in the second act, right? Like halfway through okay. the second act on our first kind of playthrough through that. And then we like we got off. We had a pretty good session. But like it felt pretty easy. We were like, this is like oddly easy. I don't know. Like I feel like we need to play like like a higher difficulty because this is just way too easy. And we thought we were on second difficulty, so like veteran, but it's like normal. Um yeah. So we thought we were playing on that. We're like, dude, this is so easy. We should like amp it up next time. <laughs> and so we like get back into the session, but we realize we can't play the second act in the higher difficulty because you have to like you have to do it in sequence. So if you're you have to kind of commit to a difficulty at the start and then yeah, you can and then carry stay it out. the whole way through. Yeah. So we're like, well, that's a bummer. Like, I don't know why we can't do that. But then like when we joined up, we noticed that like the banner for the level, it was blue, indicating it was on recruit. And we're like, wait a minute, what? So, like, we get in and jump, and we're like, wait, can you, like, because, like, on a recruit, you can't do damage to teammates. So we're like, wait, like, shoot me real quick, like, and then, like, I, I got shot, and my buddy was like, wait, I'm not doing damage. And, like, I shot him, we didn't do damage. I'm like, dude, no shot, we just played. This started, like, got halfway through Act 2, and we realized we had an all recruit. So, like, oh, man, that was frustrating. But then um, we were able to load it up on on Veteran. And it's actually like a good difficulty now. <laughs> so it's nice. like the whole time it was like <laughs> just playing on easy mode, didn't realize it. But um That's but so yeah, funny. so we, we caught up pretty quick to where we like were though, so it didn't take too long to like get back to where you were, but it was nice to play on like a good difficulty. But yeah, so yeah, were you guys going down more often too? So like when you get hit, your shields drop or like your health drops and you fall down, you can be picked up, literally, right? Yeah. Yeah, you only get a certain amount of reses to like a, oh. a level, but um, but yeah, I think like one or two of us got knocked at least once, like we were playing it. So definitely, definitely a lot more difficult. Health was, uh, health was, there, there was a couple times where like we were all like struggling, like we had no health, no heals. And so we're just like trying to go through the level as like carefully as possible. And, um, but those, it, it, it like came out to like be some pretty like fun moments though overall. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, I think so far it's one of the things i can't wait to play again because it's like it's pretty fun and like we like like i don't know I don't, maybe it was since last time but we like we started messing around with cards a little bit more and so now like the card system is in that game is like so kind of in depth and it's 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 crazy because for the longest time we weren't really utilizing cards and it was like really hard because like we just didn't have any good builds but then once we started like figuring out the card system and like actually like building out these decks and like taking them into like matches and stuff you realize like how how like insanely good these cards are to have yeah it's like there's some that just give you these insane abilities and there's some that are team cards that help out the entire team but like whether it's like money or shields or whatnot so there's a lot of like choice there and um and yeah it, it made the uh i remember when we we discovered cards about like maybe three-fourths of the way through the first act and like we were struggling towards the middle of that act because it was getting really hard but then when we built those decks it was like it was just easy mode for the rest of that act <laughs> and so like we were just like annihilating 
And so we were like, yeah, this is it. And like we have like, and you can build decks like, you can build decks or whatever, but we were building based around, we were trying to build to complement each other, which is like the way you really have to do it, especially yeah. like later on. And so like someone was, we have like one person building straight like damage and just like they're like kind of the slayer role. And then we have like, I'm playing more of a support role and trying to get like cards that like garner us more health for hordes and like, you know, can get people up quick. And then I think my buddy's doing like, He's doing some sort of like build with like speed and stuff like that, so he's just like this agile build. Um, but yeah, so we're all kind of, but we all have kind of complementary cars to each other, so like it's it's like we figured that out pretty quick. So it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, um, it's been crazy too. I mean, since we replayed through some of Act Two, it was like a lot of um, a lot of things change since we like restarted it. Like there's actually there's actually some pretty like crazy differences between the first time we played through it and the second. There's, like, differences in weather and, like, you know, what spawns. And I know the second time we played it, I think we had a, uh, it was, like, nighttime. And we had a boss spawn, like, right at the start of one of the levels, which didn't happen before. So it was, like, it completely caught us off guard. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So they really had the replayability <laughs> kind of there, I've noticed. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, yeah, it is. Yeah, I got to play that a couple of times with one of my buddies, and we got, like, kind of into the card system and i just played like random games of it's kind of like matchmaking right have you tried that yet yeah but we're just my, like it'll just throw you in randomly yeah to, my buddies like, tried that they did like a quick match or whatever um, but i didn't try it yeah it's not it's not bad you can kind of just choose your difficulty it throws you in a random group and whatever like wherever they are in their progress is where you end up yeah like hmm. with them so yeah, you can like join in when it's like act three <laughs> like completely yeah. out of context and like no cards whatsoever yeah it's funny <laughs> it's... yeah they actually had an october update like they had like a pretty decent sized patch this past week too and so oh, nice i know one of the things one of the things i thought was kind of weird like when we played through it like i figured this is just part of the game design but they don't tell you when a horde's happening and like they don't tell you how long the horde is so like when it happens there's like a sound cue that kind of like you just yeah. hear a bunch of screaming and it's like okay a horde started and so like you know to like you're gonna be fighting a lot of enemies but, like, you didn't really, like, you kind of knew when it ended, but it took you a second to, like, register, like, oh, wait, okay, we can just continue going now. We don't have to worry about this. Yeah. But, um, but it was odd because, like, you just didn't know. And actually, with this recent update, they added, like, a, a indicator in the HUD. So now you know, like, oh. when a horde starts and what kind of horde it is and how long it's going to take. So it's really oh, nice to nice. have that information now. But, yeah, it was really funny. It was, like, they didn't have that, but, like, something that I was thinking of, like, oh, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have, like, some way to know sure enough they did with yeah. this update so it's pretty nice there there's like one section in the game uh if i remember correctly it's like a horde happens but you can't defeat the horde you have to like run through the horde to finish the level like you yeah. have to get to the safe house right but you like it doesn't really tell you to do that yeah because it's like the previous <laughs> yeah. games like left for dead you just keep killing everything until the horde dies right yeah then you're just good yeah yeah, but I'd... that was like infuriating trying to run up a hill and you can't <laughs> yeah. get through and your teammates are all dying. It's like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that happened at least once where we were like fighting a bunch and they were just like, we just need like we realized eventually, like, we just gotta leave. Like there's a safe room. Like we just need to get out. We yeah. can't like fight this. So yeah. And you're like burning through ammo. Oh, good times. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that game. Um, in terms of anything else. I wanted to play more uh I think we played a little bit of Saints Row. 
like my buddy and I. I made it's a been tweet. A while I made I made a tweet about it. about it. Yeah, this past week I made a tweet about it because it was really frustrating. But um, when we were <laughs> we were playing Saints Row, we played an hour and a half. We didn't complete a mission. Like tried. Like we played one mission, and um, my buddy for some reason, like the server kept crashing my like buddy out of the game, and so like he would get like an internal a, a quote internal error, and then it would just boot him out of the mission, and so we couldn't finish it. This happened twice, and so I eventually finished the mission alone, and then like he joined up. We're like, all right, well, let's try and do like I don't got much more time, but let's just try and do like another mission, and so he like joins up again. We do this like side mission, not related to the main story or anything. And we just started the side mission, and then halfway through, he gets the same error, and we're just like, what? What is going on? Like, it was happening on two separate missions. The only the only thing I can think that happened was that we were it was like some server related. They just couldn't like tell us obviously like explicitly. Yeah. That's the only explanation that makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, very odd. It happened on two different missions, but it was on the same server. So um, I think if that ever happens again, that's the only thing I can think to try and fix it is get a new server. <laughs> so just like quit the build and boot it back up. But yeah, just rebuild completely. That's some old school mm. like Xbox 360 crap. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> it's yeah. It was it was really odd. That's the first time I think we've had like a serious issue of that that was actually like hindering progression like multiple times, not just like a one one-off thing where he's typically after if like we would leave or like he would leave or we'd restart the mission we'd we'd like get it on the second try and we wouldn't have issues but this was like actually continuous which is odd but yeah i made a tweet about it i, I didn't at saints row but i, I did make a tweet uh with frustration <laughs> and then at the end i was like i mean we're still going to finish the game but like i mean like what are we doing yeah. here we've had like since the game came out august 23rd it's october 13th at the time recording this and they have only done two hot fixes and no like major patch yet and so it's just like dude come on and they but their twitter i i looked on their twitter looked at replies there's people asking the same thing like when are we getting a patch and they said they are working on one and it's gonna be soon so i don't know yeah, <laughs> how long it's gonna be. yeah we have no idea when it's coming but apparently they have a major release soon so we'll see if I, I'm, I'm hoping that fixes a lot of these issues because like i mean at the very like if we crash out of the game i kind of wish it was a little more detailed but i also get from a dev perspective why they don't want to give out too much detail because it's just like you know it's probably something embarrassing that they don't want to show people but yeah, it's, yeah i don't know i wish i just had more info at least as you know from my perspective yeah saints row seems very frustrating i just hate how like more and more games keep coming out that aren't finished it just like i'm so over it yeah. Just release a finished product, man. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's frustrating. I've thought multiple times about coming out of YouTube retirement, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Start we'll roasting. See. Yeah, dude. Like, oh, I have, an, I have so many I enjoy ideas. Those reviews, I have man. so many I, ideas. So. I enjoy, I enjoy your, like, your reviews. Yeah. You need to go back. Yeah. At least have, there's, like, side projects and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's part of that format I liked. If I were to, yeah. like, start that back up again, obviously, like, I would take a maybe a slightly different direction, but but yeah, I I've, my wheels have been turning the past couple of weeks. Let's just say that. <laughs> so that's uh, good. Um, I've been doing the same. You write anything down? Um, it, like honestly, like most of it, like most of the stuff has just been like stuff I've been thinking up. But like as these mm -hmm. like bugs happen, because like what I've been doing is I've been recording all of the gameplay, and I'm gonna continue. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna record the whole playthrough, <laughs> and just like any bugs or anything I run into, I'll have that footage. And you already know I'm going ham. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Make a I'll montage. It, yeah. I'm prepping for it in case I, uh, in case I do it. But yeah, pretty cool stuff. I mean, 
those those are the only two games I think I played. Played like a little bit of Fortnite. I think it was last night. It just you know hopping on the game for because why not? There's like goo now. I, I don't understand. Play half the game. I just don't get it at this point. But you know, it's just okay. fun. I think. Yeah, and now every time we play, I get stacked up against crazy Elo. So it's like, oh, you're. I sure. get like yeah, yeah, I get these games like I I, I don't know. It's like, do I be that guy in Smurf? I, I don't know. It's just it's got to that point where I feel like that's probably the only way to have fun in that game. Very nice. Yeah, for me, I like I haven't done anything this past week video game related. I went on vacation. I was up in the Rockies, as people in the video can see the merch. <laughs> went to the national park. That was pretty cool. Up in uh, Denver, Colorado, split around Colorado Springs. Went to Red Rock, saw Young the Giant, but. I got to admit, I was spending a lot of my time thinking about how I wanted to play Overwatch when I got back. So there you go. Yeah. That's going to happen at some point. But I, I ain't got no gaming stories, man. I'm like so out of the loop right now. Dang, it's like, like completely unplugged and disconnected. Like you barely heard from me. Yeah, for real. Like Most people probably didn't. But that, that's the way it should be when you're on vacation, you know? Spending, yeah, just, spending time with the, with the ones you got and then, you know, all the right. Yeah, you can get back to the guys digitally, you know? <laughs> yeah. Shoot you guys a message later. But this is a gaming show. And sure not only that, but it's a a news show. So double right. You gotta you got you gotta like fill me in. I've been out of I've been out of the loop all week. Yeah. So what were you able to find? What what happened? Uh, I wish I so some of the story like I wish it was heavy hitter heavier hitting stories. Admittedly this week's a little kind of slow. We're making the most of it though. Um starting off with a very this isn't necessarily like break like crazy news or anything. It's kind of just like an interesting piece I found. Um, but CNN actually ran it, and um, they <laughs> so apparently um, <laughs> it was like two students. Oh, it was like two. I think it was like a two like grad students. Um, they they got brain cells in a dish to play the video game Pong. Kind of crazy, right? Like he's just like brain cells doing this. Does that even happen? It's <laughs> a know? good question, you know. Um, yeah, so I'll read like the top line of the article. It says, all right, so the video game Pong is such a simple concept anyone can play. Even addition of brain cells, according to scientists, researchers connected the neurons, the cells responsible for receiving sensory input from the external world and for sending motor commands to muscles of humans and mice to a computer where neurons were made aware if their paddle was making contact with the ball. Using electric probes, scientists monitored the activity and responses of the neurons and plotted the results as spikes on a grid with the spikes getting stronger, the more a neuron moved a paddle and hit the ball. And then there's like this, they have like this interesting image. Um, so it's, it's scanning electron microscope, images of the neural culture that has been growing for more than six months. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. It looks like a bunch of hair and germs, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But this is apparently the, uh, the neural culture that's been growing and competing in Pong. Um, <laughs> so yeah there i mean the article goes on a little bit more um it says that scientists use software to analyze instances where the neurons missed and a paper published wednesday in the journal neuron researchers claim they were able to demonstrate the neurons could adapt act could adapt activity to a changing environment in a goal-oriented way in real time it says from worms to flies to humans neurons are the starting block for generalized intelligence first author brett hagan a chief scientific officer at um, 
Cortical Labs in Melbourne, Australia said in a statement. So the question was, can we interact with neurons in a way to harness the inherent intelligence? <laughs> so it's like this <laughs> bro, this stuff is like like just like it brain is like five times the size of the average human. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like just like who thinks of this? It's so crazy. Yeah, this is nuts. This is like and I love how you see the related article too, <laughs> the Neuralink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of crazy, man. Yeah. It's, what does it's, this mean? It's so insane. Like, yeah, it's like because like, you see this and it's like, okay, cool, but like, what do, what do us as humans do with information like this? Like, when we see like just these little like, you just see these little like, the like, brain cells <laughs> just like playing pong. Um, I think it just kind of shows that like the cells are very uh, adaptive. I guess. Yeah. Like, can adapt to the environment. It's like, it's like this. I guess if they do this, like, could they become sentient? They like they took over the yeah. world, dude. Like, it's like Skynet becoming self-aware. Yeah, dude. It's just or Cortana from Halo. Cortana from Halo is a uh, an AI with like spliced in human brain <laughs> cells. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. I mean, this is so crazy. Towards the end of the article, they say, you know, this isn't the first time researchers have used Pong when studying brain capabilities. Last year, Neuralink, uh, the implant company owned by SpaceX and Tesla CEO Elon Musk, released a video in which a monkey appears to play Pong using only its mind. Uh, the nine-year-old male... <laughs> the the nine-year-old male... I don't even know, is that a breed? Maka-Q? Maka-Q. Named Pager. His name was Pager. He had the Neuralink device implanted it in both sides of its brain, according to the YouTube video posted on the company. Uh, Neuralink is developing Bluetooth-enabled implanted chips can communicate with the computers via a small receiver and has previously demonstrated the technology in pigs. I'm sure you've probably heard of Neuralink at this point if you're at all plugged into the tech world. Um, but yeah, the, the things we're doing with the human mind is unlike anything we've seen before. And uh, I, it's crazy because like who knows what they would do like with this information of making brain cells do this. I feel like it's kind of just like this is a grad paper <laughs> that they had to pick a topic. So like, why don't we make brain cells play Pong, dude? Like, I don't know what else to do. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you can make it do Pong, what else could you do? Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, a, it's a macaque, by the way. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Never heard of that. But yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. It's crazy. Um, it's just, so I, I, should, I shouldn't go too far ahead because I know, like, we're kind of guessing. Um, there was, um, it said, so, the team that developed this chose Pong due to its simplicity and familiarity, um, adding that it was one of the first games used in machine learning. Um, his team is now testing other games. But he said, but the researcher said in the short term, the technology could be used for, quote, better drug discovery, disease modeling, and understanding how intelligence arises, which in turn could be used to develop new algorithms for machine learning. It all comes back to that network, the neural network, baby. Yeah. I, I like the aspect of like determining um, new diseases and stuff, right? Because it's like brain disease, right? So it's like you should be able to tell the difference between healthy and like not healthy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real. Like, I think it's just the point, you know, this technology could, you know, because I think eventually, like, if you figure it out, like, how to target cells and stuff like that, it could, like, you know, help towards like curing cancer and like these crazy, you know, um, things we never thought would be possible. So. Maybe it's a step in that oh, yeah. direction. I mean, who knows? Um, yeah, very funny though that like 
that they video like it's, it's yeah it's so interesting that they use a video game right and that's like that's like the basis for what could be something insane like in the coming decades that's oh. true Ima imagine if it could do like chess like high level chess <laughs> like if it was a master chess yeah it's like a grandmaster you're like fighting yeah. brain cells crazy um no shot yeah dude this is just it's wild um but yeah hopefully hopefully it's technology that they can you know figure it out and use it for good could be a lot of interesting stuff to i mean dude the, the next like because like, we've hit a like there's been a technological like revolution just over the past like we've grown so much technologically over the past like 20 30 years oh gosh yes it's Less like than it's that been, even. So, yeah it's been but, like yeah. so crazy right and like i mean even you know the smartphone over the past 15 years <laughs> that's like when it's really like grown but, but yeah like but i don't know stuff like this this is like probably the next step in like of like technological advancement it's crazy dude next uh next decade will be interesting um yeah yeah we'll see what happens that that comes down to like uh like governmental regulation kind of thing as yeah, well. Exactly. Just never know. Um yeah, anyways, brain cells playing video games. Your brain cells are gonna be going nuts when you play the new MetaQuest Pro. Right? <laughs> They're gonna be going bonkers, dude. Insane. What a segue. Top tier. So the meta the MetaQuest Pro is announced, cost fifteen hundred dollars. And it uh it ships on October twenty-fifth. <laughs> um it's something it's been removed for a long time um you know it's been yeah. kind of talked about for a while but yeah it officially got announced um it's a 1500 virtual reality headset it says it's been teasing for the past year uh, quest pro is a new branch of the quest vr headset lineup featuring a new processor and screen a dramatically redesigned body and controllers inward facing cameras for eye and face tracking and a color video feed for mixed reality apps pre-orders open today which today was October 11th, so when pre-orders went up, uh, it opened to 22 countries. Devices will ship on October 25th. Um, it says the Quest Pro will sit alongside the $400 Quest 2, uh, with Meta, which Meta will continue selling as well. Uh, but where the Quest 2 user base favors fitness, games, and other entertainment, the Quest Pro is aimed at businesses and professionals who can afford its higher price tag. You know, um, Mark Zuckerberg was on the uh, Rogan. Like this was like a month ago. That wasn't too long oh, ago. Was? Yeah, he well, he was on Rogan, and he was I think he was kind of talking about like this that they you know they had this different headset they were announcing you know like later on this year, and like he was super excited about it. And that's kind of like this like they're trying to figure out the mixed reality stuff and you know what they could do and yeah it's uh, been pretty crazy over there. So he says, um, yeah, they're finally selling hardware. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Or does Facebook have, I think, didn't Facebook come out with, like, something similar to the Amazon, like, clock or whatever, where you can do FaceTime? You know what I'm talking about? Not Amazon, but it was, like, it was, like, a clock that, that like, a tablet, almost, that you would put up in your room, and you'd do Facebook Messenger to, like, call your family, is what they advertise. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? I, I remember seeing a commercial. I don't remember if they were selling the app or if they made, like, actual, the device. But yeah, I feel like I'm getting a little sidetracked. Um, yeah. So with the Met, dude, the MetaQuest Pro, fifteen hundred dollars virtual reality headset. Why is it worth that much? Well, I go and go a little more over the article. 
maybe this is what you have, maybe not. <laughs> it says, it says, uh, it says Meta is touting that there's two major new features that you won't find in other headsets. The first is a set of inward-facing cameras that track your eyes and face. They have several uses on top of anything outside developers might do with them. Um, they're supposed to let the Quest Pro detect whether it's fitted correctly, um, fitted correctly, and enable faux faux fitted faux fit. What is it? What is that word, dude? Uh, uh Hold on, dude. Why? It's like you and I. I, both I need, went I need to these people. Look, I, I need these people not to be so smart. All right, <laughs> you need to use smaller words, okay? Hold on, I Mike and I are be, math. We're we're very very uh math focused. All right, <laughs> super math focused. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so it cuts down. Yeah, faux feeded. Faux feeded. Yeah, you pronounce it right. Okay, I don't know what that right. means. I was gonna say faux vetted. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say before. Um, anyways, it has rendering that cuts down on processing requirements um, by only rendering fine detail where your eyes are pointed. Um, ah, they okay. also power facial expressions on Meta's avatars, which will be able to smile, wink, and raise an eyebrow when you do. I mean, mm. very detailed, you know. Um, kind of reminds me of how like people in the metaverse are trying to like buy and sell crypto real estate, and they have their own avatars running around in these different areas. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. Metaverse. Right? It's all for that, you know? It's all kind of crazy. Anyways. They're going to turn Facebook into a, a VR chat room. <laughs> I mean, and they probably are, honestly. Um, it says the second feature is a full color pass-through video, a midway step between VR and holographic augmented reality. Quest Pro uses high-resolution outward-facing cameras to capture images of the world and render them inside the headset, uh, which can then place virtual objects in the room with you. That means you could do something like pin a virtual picture on your real wall or use a set of virtual screens while still seeing the world around you. Very interesting. Very crazy. See, that's like, whoa, dude. Okay. That's so right. meta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I get it. But is it is it $1,100 more? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I don't either. Know. I, the technology is so new. Who knows yeah, how it good is. it is? It's early yeah. adopter territory, so... Um, who knows, man? It does man. sound cool, though. It does sound really cool. Yeah. Again, it's aimed at business professionals. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they're like if you're like if you're doing like real estate or something, maybe you could find some like cool use for it. But oh um, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, is it, you you want the spec list for the Quest Pro mic? Want to know what kind of specs I do. things pack I, I see. Yeah, I see a couple of good ones here Ooh, actually. So. Quest Pro uses Qualcomm's newly announced Snapdragon XR2 Plus, uh, which Meta claims delivers 50% more power than the Quest 2's XR2, and it's got 12 gigs of memory instead of 6. It comes with 256 gigs of storage, unlike the Quest 2. There's no option for a cheaper 128 gig model. It uses two LCD panels that give you 1800 by 1920 pixels per eye. Um, that's about the same as the Quest 2 on paper, but Meta promises the panel design will give users 75% more contrast and 10% more pixels per degree of sight among other benefits. You're actually not seeing all those pixels on the Quest 2, although it's not yet clear how different the Quest Pro design is, which I think, you know, soon enough we'll find out. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's kind of crazy. Um, pretty decent specs. It, it doesn't seem like it's... I mean, the way they, at least on paper, it doesn't seem like a huge, huge upgrade from, like, a Quest 2, but who knows, man? They probably do some other software stuff to play tricks on you, so... <laughs> see. I think this is pretty cool. I mean, we've seen a lot of progress just in monitors and stuff like that. We covered a monitor, what, two, three episodes? The perms vertical, like, you can literally bend it. Yeah. It was a 4K. 
or yeah. 8K. It was like something nuts. So if they can just shrink that down to a headset, I mean, this could be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't think I would personally early adopt and buy it, but I'll tell you something. If I know somebody that has it, I'm going to go try it. You know? Yeah, it for looks sure. So, it looks so like Ready Player One. It really does. It's very, like, very it's futuristic. So, yeah, it's so futuristic. It's like a, it kind of a mixture between the PS5 or the PS, yeah, the PS5's VR headset and like full getup, but also with like pretty intense goggles and stuff. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like HoloLens almost. <laughs> remember, remember HoloLens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Mine's, this is. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, <clears throat> I was just going to talk about the uh, motion controls because they apparently got an overhaul, a little bit of an overhaul. Um, this is Meta's old headset tracked his controllers with LED rings around the top. The new controllers are, st are studded with cameras that track motion just like a headset. This makes them smaller and quite a bit less, quite a little bit less wired in. Weird looking. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> geez. Whew. All right, let me, I'm going to reread it again. You know what? I, I'm, I'm rereading this again. This makes them smaller and quite a bit less weird looking, which I feel like is a weird sentence, <laughs> but it like, is. To put it's not the best like this. sentence. Yeah. Like I get they're trying to be more relatable, but it's like when you're reading this and you haven't. Yeah. Anyways, Meta has replaced the controller's AA batteries with built-in batteries that charge on a dock along with the headset. Built-in batteries. I'll give a clap to that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like, uh, I like, you know, I know Xbox always has done the battery, like, you know, yeah. Duracells, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I will say PlayStation, that built-in battery, I appreciate you. <laughs> I like, I personally like the cartridges where it's like built-in, but I can charge it so you can swap them. You don't have to swap oh, yeah. the whole controller. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, a replaceable, like, battery like that, definitely yes. the move. Definitely the way to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there may be times where your controllers die. You're going to have to plug them in. You can't use them. You can't. Mm -hmm. Could be frustrating. Who knows? We'll see how uh, battery life does. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Overall, I mean, that is the, that is the Quest Pro. Um, again, $1,500. And it's available at the end of this month. <laughs> so, uh, you got that I, kind I, of money. It's there, you know? Yeah, we should revisit this uh, and see what the reviews are. I think. Yeah. It's an early adopter product, so yeah. Curious. Yeah. The design's really cool. Um, it all just looks, like, really sleek, doesn't it? It's not, like, high-demanding, like, a lot of desk space, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very compact, it's like, right? Like, that's, yeah, the image that you got right now on the screen right there, that's it, like, charging. That's it mounted and charging. Yeah. It's pretty small. It looks small. Two, yeah. yeah. There's two little handle things. Yeah. Or joysticks, sorry, controllers. Yeah, because see, yeah, the thing about everything too is it's all like, it's all the um, like the yeah, the gold connectors, so you just set it down yeah, and charge this kind of thing. Just set it, which is yeah, nice. You set it down the little platform and it just automatically charges. Yeah, even the controllers are like that, so pretty nice. You don't got to plug anything in; you just set it down. Yeah, it's pretty cool. For that's sure, a lot, though, fourteen hundred dollars is expensive, man. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a huge ask, especially for just I mean, an average consumer. That costs more than a thirty ninety right now. Yeah, I mean, for real. I'm just saying. I, you know, I mean, they say you know it's not meant for the average consumer; it's meant for businesses and stuff. So that's fair. Aimed at businesses and professionals, quote unquote. So we'll see. We'll see who actually gets it. But hmm. that is 
the MetaQuest Pro. Well, you know, this is fitting. You know, PlayStation, we have an article later on that dives a little more into the acquisition and some more counterpoints Xbox is making towards Sony. But until we get to that, um, Spider-Man <laughs> Miles Morales, um, Sony is losing one of their exclusives right now. Um, they're losing I mean, a lot, aren't they? It's not like they're losing the exclusive. I mean, they're still going to have the game. They're just losing the exclusivity. Yeah. So, Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming to PC this November with DLSS 3 support, which I find very interesting. Um, Sony announced that it's, uh, it's once PlayStation exclusive. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming to PC on November 18th, revealed on the PlayStation blog. Uh, the PC version will support NVIDIA's latest DLSS 3 technology to ensure the highest frame rates but DLSS2, DLAA, and NVIDIA Reflex will all be supported. I'm not going to read the whole article. Um, they did have a spec sheet here of like graphics presets and what kind of hardware um, you should rock if you want to get certain settings. Like whether you want to get 4K at 60, uh, if you want 4K at 60 with ray tracing, um, which is just, that's wild. They're recommending like a 3080 with a 12700K, <laughs> like i7, and that's like high-end, high-end. Um, yeah, that's like brand new, like brand new, brand new. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Um, 1440p at 60 or 4K at 30. You, they said you can get away with a 3070 and, 11, and an i5 11600K. It's a little bit, little bit less, but um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, for me, 1080p 60, I got the specs, dude. Sign me up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got it all That's where I'm at, too. I, I mean, think I could get very high settings, 4K, but I don't. I don't think I've ever used ray tracing before. I I find it like yeah. destroys my system. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, yeah, I still have a 1080 Ti, so ray tracing, not in the cards. But I also I don't know. I just I I'm still used to 1080 gaming. I mean, I think if I were to get like new stuff eventually, like I'd probably want to go to like 1440p. But I don't know. I have I personally have no interest to in playing 4K games. It's just like me at the moment. Um. My opinion may change, but I think right now, like I'm fine with 1080 or even 1440. Yeah, for me, uh, like right now, I play 2K um, Res on like Forza Horizon. Yeah. I find that absolutely gorgeous. I kind of want to see what it looks like in 4K, but I don't want to play 4K 30 frames per second. You know? Yeah. It's like if I'm gonna do that, like I would just go get a 4K TV. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's like, and then just hook something up i don't know watch it yeah i mean i think with the new cards i think i read somewhere with the new cards we're getting we're getting into the uh 240 hertz 4k monitor territory now yeah. which is like wild to me um they're so beefy yeah i can imagine um one more thing about this game i thought was really interesting this is the game is fully optimized for ultra wide gaming uh, it supports 21 by 9 32 by 9 alongside 48 by 9 for a triple monitor setup it's pretty crazy however caveat cinematics will only be available at 32 by 9 um it's a, it says okay. cinematics will only be available at 32 by 9 however the same as however the same as the original super superman the original spider-man's pc version so um very interesting cinematics aren't available at that triple monitor setup but i mean you know 32 by 9 you're chilling so i feel like if you were to play that it'd probably literally just like letterboxes if you're playing on like a yeah that's what i was thinking now. yeah um, you got a triple Shit. monitor set up or if your monitor's that wide Jeez, <laughs> i don't even think they make them that big bro i know it's Probably. like see the giant like i think i've seen some twitch streamers that have a giant ultra wide above their setup for like um, obs and stuff yeah. oh my gosh 
That's wild. That's wild. That's got to be a two PC setup for sure. Yeah. But are you, have you played Spider Man Miles Morales? I've not. This is actually uh, the Spider Man I've never gotten to, mainly because it was oh, PS Five okay. so and I didn't look into this. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was on PS Five. I didn't want to get it on PS Four, but I mean, it's on PC. I can get them spicy frames. So, I mean, might be worth. Um, yeah, I'll definitely look into it. I think. Yeah, it's pretty. It's yeah. like it just it crept up because like I think for the longest time we heard Spider Man was coming out and then that came out and then they're like, yeah, Miles Morales is gonna follow shortly after that and we're now and shortly yeah. after that, so <laughs> it's kind of crazy. How do, you, how do you feel about this whole like? Because so you sent me a tweet earlier this week that I read um, about how like PlayStation and Sony keep taking L's because they're out here saying like, oh, we're gonna lose exclusivity with games like Call of Duty. And we're worried that Xbox is going to start doing exclusivity only options and cosmetics. It's just like like you guys have been doing for the better part of ten years. Yeah. And, <laughs> so and, what are we talking about? I mean, yeah, and people have been pointing that out on Twitter. It's just like I don't know why they're like complaining about it now when you know th yeah. this is like this is just this has been the nature of the industry for the past twenty years. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy oh, sure. that they're just like all about it now. And they keep coming out with more and more. Uh, like, so I guess we're, we should really talk about this, right? So Sony and PlayStation in general, with their exclusivity, they keep saying, like, all these games are exclusive to the PlayStation 2, like, 2, 3, 4, 5, and stuff like that. But these games are now coming out on PC. Yeah. Like, God of War is coming out on PC. That's a huge title that I thought would never leave PlayStation. Right. I viewed God of War like I used to view Halo. Like, Halo wouldn't be on anything but Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, so I think most people would. I mean, this is a good segue to go into the next article, which is about is. about Xbox. Xbox is saying that PlayStation is too big to fail, and this was like response following the uh, the UK um, UK's agency on the criticism of the deal of the Activision Blizzard deal. Um, essentially, I'm just gonna I guess skip to the main kind of part, uh, or I guess <laughs> Xbox's response right now. Um, they said, in short, Sony is not vulnerable to a um, to a hypothetical foreclosure strategy, and um, the referral decision incorrectly relies on self-serving statements by Sony, which significantly exaggerate the importance of Call of Duty to it and neglect to account for Sony's clear ability to competitively respond. Uh, while Sony may not welcome increased competition, it has the ability to adapt and compete, which I think is a very important sentence. Um, gamers will ultimately benefit from this increased competition and choice, which I agree with. And I, I think Xbox, and, and again, just in short, before this, Sony was, Sony is making claims that, um, it's very egregious of Microsoft to like take the COD IP and then like, like, yeah, they, they said they're going to give us support, but then like, what are like, but then when they, once they have the rights, I mean, they're obviously going to put it on, they're going to put it on X cloud. They're going to put it on game pass. And they, they don't want them to do that because they feel like it's just overall yeah. too big of an advantage. And so that was like the main argument. And then this is Microsoft's response to that. So, but I think Microsoft makes a solid point of like, I mean, it's if we get rid of COD, like you're not gonna die, <laughs> like it's just it's yeah. only COD, you know. And they're willing to work with them. And granted, it's not. I mean, granted, they're not gonna work with them for like as long as you know Sony has had COD, but rightfully so. They're they're buying the IP. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just that's how competition works. Um, but like this is like you know something like this, like this is Sony's opportunity to like really try and think outside of the box and create a competitor like some sort of shooter that could possibly compete i mean cod is a very big ip understandably yeah but like this is 
but again like microsoft saying i mean this is this is the opportunity for competition this is the opportunity for sony to really try and think outside of the box and make something that you know that we would have never expected and overall the consumer does benefit because like, it's increased competition and it's, it's just overall it could overall be a good thing if sony i guess what they're kind of trying to say is like if sony takes a better attitude about it <laughs> they could probably like find something better <laughs> which you know which is probably not the best way of wording it but um but i mean i don't know i mean i kind of agree with microsoft here i mean it's a it, it is a huge acquisition like it is a huge thing that they get cod but i mean it's not like sony cannot respond at all or has no way of responding to it yeah yeah, I think I think right now, um, and you know how I feel on like Sony and just their business strategy. I feel like they fell behind about four years ago, and they didn't realize it. Yeah, and it's it's too late for them to catch up. Sorry, it's too late for them to catch up, and I feel like they really need to um, they need to figure out a different business model, man. Like, yeah. honestly, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like Xbox is. They don't care about selling consoles anymore. They only want us to have this Game Pass. And they want a subscription-based service where you get to play whatever games you want on whatever devices you want. They don't even care what you're playing on, as long as you're using the Game Pass. Yeah, that's literally it. And then Microsoft or Sony over here is still trying to sell consoles. It's like, oh, people aren't going to buy the PlayStation if it's just going to be better and there's going to be more exclusivity on the Xbox. It's like that's not what you should be thinking, man. You should be thinking, yeah. how can I keep people on the Sony umbrella? Not, how do I sell PlayStations? Like, you lost it. Yeah. I still think the strategy is to do uh, PlayStations built into the TVs. Into Sony TVs. I still think yeah. that's the strategy. I said it before, <laughs> but here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. I said that, and Xbox listens to this podcast, so they went ahead and grabbed their Microsoft... <laughs> xbox game pass and integrated it with samsung tvs remember that yeah dude i think it, it was samsung right might have been can't remember I'm now like, i'm like 85 percent sure it's samsung but it's like the brand new ones 22 i mean they did it uh, dude they did it they, just, they like, got them so sticks baby they <laughs> they need to figure it out um i don't know but i do like how they just clap back yeah <laughs> They're like listen if you can't deal with it <laughs> that ain't our problem <laughs> yeah i mean for real that's their attitude yeah um a little bit of a continuation it says the next paragraph is as far as cma's concerns about the streaming market microsoft says it has quote no advantage and says xbox feels it has a quote number of significant disadvantages in comparison to other competitors because of the relatively limited platform support for xbox cloud gaming uh, the company also says that adoption of video game streaming is relatively low and that undermining the market anyway would only long-term have long-term damaging effects on its own product um i think this kind of goes back to like ios like ios doesn't natively yeah. support cloud gaming kind of have to there is a workaround but it's not like yeah. you don't have like an app in the store that's kind of like hey here you go and apple was very much against that and i remember that it's like you know xbox was trying to get on everything they got native android support of course because you know it's android but yeah mm -hmm. ios was like nah because this involves a lot more litigation than just you know just put an app up because you have to worry about the games and the ratings and like it's yep. it's a whole thing and then like because you can do microtransactions in games so it's like that's a whole nother thing where everybody's just trying to make sure they get a cut yeah exactly um it, there was another there was another sentence in this that i thought was like whoa like when i read it I'm trying to find it because it was in relation to when um microsoft was responding to sony 
Um, and they essentially said, uh, like, I'll, it essentially was summed up to, like, it, it almost, like, hinted that, like, Sony had the opportunity to include Game Pass, but of course they didn't, kind of thing. Like, it, it's not like we completely denied Sony of Game Pass at any point. <laughs> like, if they wanted to work with us kind of thing, they could. I mean, obviously, Sony would, I don't think oh, Sony yeah. would ever do that, but, like, but it no was just funny. It, it was just funny of like, you know, I mean, if they came to us and asked, we wouldn't say no kind of thing, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's, that's mentioned as well. Yeah, what do you think? How, how do you feel uh, Sony is handling this? Um, it's very odd. I, I've seen a lot of things on Twitter. I saw one graphic on Twitter. The graphic didn't really, the graphic wasn't what I focused on because it was kind of like whatever. But like someone, I, I saw someone tweeted, and they were just like, like, and their opinion was, you know, in the long term, if Sony was to deny this acquisition from Microsoft, it's only going to damage the market in the long term, which I get their perspective on because it's like, you know, if you, I, I think it comes back to kind of what Xbox is saying is like competition and innovation and all that. It's like it kind of discourages that if you <laughs> if you like you get rid of it to a certain extent. But I mean, I mean, do because like, do I think it would really like damage the market if they deny microsoft of this i mean I, i'm not an analyst so i i can't fully say but it does seem a little like i don't think anything would like i don't think it would really be like detrimental to gaming if <laughs> this didn't go through kind of thing it kind of just feel like microsoft unfortunately has to take an l because you know sony doesn't want to adapt <laughs> but <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard it's hard to really say right because xbox is buying a pretty big chunk of the gaming space but they're not making it exclusive so they don't have like a monopoly over it right yeah. it's like they're just getting a bigger piece of all the pie you know yeah yeah definitely yeah i i, I just think all of this is just to get people on the game pass it's like they want to be the digital version of blockbuster where it's like the only place to go get DV, actually it was VHS back then and like N64 games back in the Stone Age is what you would do is just get a membership go there and pick it up for like a couple of days and yeah. uh, I feel like they're just trying to do that with the Game Pass and they probably don't really care what PlayStation does anymore I think they're just trying to I don't know I don't think I don't think Xbox is trying to like crush and destroy Sony yeah, and like put them out of business, but Sony is making it seem that way. Yeah, they they are making it seem that way. Yeah, I don't know. It's like everything rides on Call of Duty. It's like, ugh. I, I it ain't just, that good of know, a game. That's what I'm saying. I, I just I just <laughs> like that to, when I see Xbox now. I just like to think of Phil Spencer. That that's just who I think of now. So it's like, Dude, you know, what, what a branding genius. And he's just someone that loves gaming. So I don't know, dude. They can take it as hostile, but. At least from a consumer's perspective, it doesn't seem that way. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I'm not. I'm not an Xbox employee, but I will say there's one like little little side thing we should mention is all these acquisitions. Xbox is doing them in kind of like a good faith of buying some somebody like Activision Blizzard and being like, okay, well they're under distress, their employees are really unhappy. There's like lawsuits going through and stuff like that. But they want to fix it to turn it into what like Blizzard used to be, and all these old publishers and developers to try to fix basically like the crunch, right? They want to 
start creating that's what phil spencer's words were is he yeah. loved the old ips and they all just died off and he wants to like bring them back and yeah. make them better so the, the the goal on all these acquisitions is to give them financial backing to do what they want to do so if yeah, that ultimately. doesn't happen then this is going to blow back on xbox big time yeah i think it's true i think i think it's true yeah, I mean, overall, it's just wild. But it's it's one of those things, after seeing this back and forth, like, who knows if it'll actually go through? Yeah. See, we'll see in the coming months, but it's um, it's getting more and more like of a 50-50. <laughs> like, every time I see these articles, like, oh, it, maybe it won't go through kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Um, You never know with, like, how each individual government's taking it. Yeah, this is going through, like, all this litigation worldwide. Yeah. But Brazil's like, yeah, games. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. just let it go through. But UK's like, wait a minute. I mean, UK, also the regulatory uh, group that is making every single smartphone go to USB-C by 2024. So they're, uh, they're really I'm trying to be... They, this is the thing, is like UK's the most consumer-friendly. I mean, they were the original people that pushed for consumer support whenever, like, Xbox Gold, like, renewed and people yeah. weren't aware. Like, that was UK, so... Yeah, and they they're like big on uh, the monetization stuff that was going on in FIFA games. They're like, "You're gambling? Shut this down!" <laughs> no, <laughs> straight up. It's like yeah, gambling is legal over there, but it's like uh, I think it's online gambling. But the way they were doing loot boxes and monetization, they were like, "Nah, nah, they ain't gonna fly." <laughs> yeah, targeting kids, nah. exactly. <laughs> so UK's on top of it. So if anyone's to stop it. It's going to be the boys over there, but uh, we'll see. We'll see in the coming months. I'll be interested to see what actually happens. I think either way, it's not going to be... I, don't, I Like, if if, Mike, if Microsoft gets, you know, Activision Blizzard, there'll be some pretty good change there, especially if you're an Xbox person. There's a lot to be, a lot to garner from that acquisition. But yeah, I mean, if it doesn't go through, is what it is, you know? We won't be getting Overwatch on Game Pass. That kind of sucks, but whatever. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Well, it's free to play. Yeah. Yeah, that's free true. I, I guess two is free to play, isn't it? So yeah. yeah. So there's not that. Well, I figure watch all games go to free to play after <laughs> Xbox goes out and buys everybody. Yeah, that'd be so funny. No need for Game Pass anymore. Yeah, for real. Do you need a new graphics card, Mike? Oh, you know I've been talking about it. Whether or not I need one is a different question. I would give I, the same I response. Want one. I yeah. I, I would give. This, I would definitely give the same response. You know. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, it's going to be, I feel like it'd be kind of hard to, uh, to see some of the I'm, benchmarks, but the benchmarks I'm are for the benchmarks are for 4090 Founders Edition cards. I've seen a couple too for like the Strix aftermarket cards. It's not too crazy of a difference, at least from what I've seen, um, without like the DLSS and all that stuff. Anyways, um, I use Jay's Two Cents. Jay's Two Cents, video is, is, he always does a really quick, comprehensive, like, here are every game I tested it on. It's kind of tested against 3090s and, like 3090 Strix. And, uh, he he also compared it with the uh, 6950 XT, um, which is it's crazy how I, I like I've been so out of the GPU loop. I had no idea how good NVIDIA GPUs are getting. <laughs> like they're they're, oh, they're like crazy. they're on board with like you know 3080s, 3070, wild. So um, but yeah, I mean you could see pause here. I mean you could see just the just the the uh, 4K difference on like Cyberpunk on like you know on Ultra preset. Just on the just between the 3090 Ti and the 3090, oh I mean, gosh. just the difference there is insane. Here, break um, it down for the uh, the listeners. Yeah, so so the 4090 FE, um, 
on 4K ultra settings for Cyberpunk 2077, you're averaging 76 frames. Um, on the 3090 Ti, it's only 51. And then on the 3090, it's 47. And then on the 6950 XT from AMD, it's 45. So it's like, I mean, that's like a 25 frame increase from the uh, 3090 Ti. It's crazy, and that's just on Cyberpunk. Um, he goes through a lot of different games. He does it with uh, ray tracing on. Ray tracing, it's so funny too, because like on 4K with ray tracing on Cyberpunk, um, the 4090 is only getting 43 frames, <laughs> like yeah. on which is ray tracing wild. destroys it. <laughs> yeah, like ray, ray tra- like we're still kind of in the early stages of ray tracing, right? Until we actually get like mm-hmm. higher frame rates on it. But um, but I mean on 1080p, I mean 1080 gaming, I mean we're talking on the 4090, it's 121 frames of ray tracing on, first 70 on the 3090 Ti. So I mean, just <laughs> that's a huge like jump alone in today. So I mean, this is with ray tracing and stuff. Forza, I know you we got we got the Forza guy on the cast right now. So what's <laughs> up? So, so Forza Five Extreme Presets. I mean, dude, yeah, oh on Extreme God. Preset, it's a huge jump. So on 4K, we are talking. Um, the 3090 Ti was 91 frame average, and the 4090 is 155 frame average at 4K. Um, so I mean, these are huge numbers. Um, 193 on 1080p and 132 um, on the 3090. I mean, yeah, these are... Forza was one of the biggest jumps, I think, across most games. Um, you know, funny enough, the, um, the 6950, the, the RX 6950 actually performs better than the 3090 and the uh, 3090 Ti on this game, which I found to be interesting. It's so... The biggest thing is how different, like, each game handles resources, and, like, it's really shown in these graphs. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Gears 5, I mean, we're seeing... We're seeing another like what is it 45 50 frame increase across a 3090 ti and a 4090 for 4k so i mean another another huge jump i mean yeah the size of that card is really showing um oddly enough guardians of the galaxy um we see uh it seems to be at 1440p and 1080 it hits a 201 frame cap <laughs> for fps um <laughs> and yeah and all 4k but 4k ultra preset it's 185 frames in Guardian of the Galaxy on the 4090. And then 3090 Ti was 126. So that's like a 60, 60 plus frame increase, um, which is pretty insane. And that's, you know, higher end stuff there. Um, ray tracing on, we can still see a, uh, a pretty nice boost there too, about 30, 40 frames uh, across 4K. Um, and then, yeah, Borderlands 3. Saying uh, pretty cool numbers there. It's 142 at 4K on the 4090, and then everything else yeah. is pretty much averaging about 80, 80 like low 80s, high 80s. Um, but I mean, this is pretty huge. Hitman 3. It's such. It's so funny because like Hitman 3, you can tell there's clear bottlenecks of the actual game engine because like it's in 1080p, it's actually performing worse than a lot of the other cards right now, and that's just because you know it's probably not optimized for it and they probably haven't like worked with the hardware yet yeah. so there's like there's clear like bottlenecks there in that game um it actually performs worse in um in some cases except for 4k 4k is blowing all the others out of the water but pretty much every other res it's like worse um which i find interesting uh shadow of the tomb raider another game where we're seeing a 80 to 90 frame increase in 4k compared to past cards on this new one um, it's literally almost double, like across all of these games, except for Hitman Three. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, mo- most, yeah, most games. I mean, this is the thing. If 
if you're trying to game in 4k and get very high frames like this is like the yeah. re- that's really the only reason to get the 4090 at least that's what i'm seeing through benchmarks right like and yeah. this isn't even with dlss on so i mean dlss 3 is gonna probably get even higher frames than this in most games so it's like i mean th- that's really the only way i see this it's like if you really want an insane 4k setup this is the 4090 is gonna be for you kind of thing but i mean yeah. if you're just 1080 1440p it may be worth just looking into like a 30 series because <laughs> for the most part, that's going to, you know, check all the boxes really. And I think like, I mean, shout out the Tomb Raider with ray tracing on highest preset. I mean, at 10, if I was gaming at 1080p on like a 3090, I mean, that's still 167 frames. That's still insane with ray tracing. So, I mean, I'm, yeah, that, I'm, that is nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be still looking into 30 series personally for me. Um, but it's not to say this technology is an impressive and what, what nvidia has done with the 40 series it's uh it's making the size of the card make a little more sense i think from understanding <laughs> these benchmarks um but yeah um jay goes on to talk about he has four cards in front of him on the desk that range from a a 4090 to some of the old 3080s 3090s and kind of he does like size comparisons and everything it's very interesting um he also did a separate video on the strix card i don't have that video now but um it seemed for the most part, at least for the time being, there wasn't insane frame jumps for like the there wasn't insane frame jumps from frame jumps. God, I don't know, I can't say that from like <laughs> the um from the AIBs and like the higher overclocking. It didn't seem like it's that big of an advantage yet from what I saw, but um certainly with uh, optimization, that's gonna that gap will be a little a uh, little higher whenever uh they know how to optimize for it and utilize the extra voltage, but. Dude, this is wild stuff, man. What do you think, Mike? Overall, I think I think I wish I had a lot more money because <laughs> the 4K, man. Like, so basically, where we're hidden is RTX 30 series was basically set up for you to do at least 60 frames per second at 4K resolution, right? For the most part, yeah. And this is basically, I mean, some of them can go up to 144, and some of them you were doing uh, 244. It looked like, uh, yeah, I'm like almost like it, you almost. It, it was close. No, this is the thing, it was to the point where if you had a 240 hertz monitor, you're taking advantage of the 40 to 50 extra frames you're getting on 4K, so it's worth yeah. getting at that point, right? Like, you're seeing yeah. the difference. So, it's like, it's a fact. We're, we're in that territory now. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, yeah, we are, and we haven't even gotten the launch of the new Intel CPUs or all the amd stuff yet right yeah i think amd is just now starting to come out so i mean this generation is going to be so expensive but it's also probably going to be one of the biggest jumps i think it's gonna be a massive jump i think it's definitely a bigger jump than i was expecting put it that way yeah i i I figured the 30 series and the 40 series would be pretty close i didn't think it was going to be this big of a jump i feel like the jump from the 20 to 30 series is smaller than the jump to 30 to 40 series yeah and that was a big jump like i remember that was a the, huge jump. the 10 to 20 was kind of like eh like you know eh. i mean it was all right i mean there was a jump enough to, i guess to but it was very it seemed very incremental but like 20 to yeah. 30 seemed like okay that's worth the extra money because like you're actually like getting a decent jump there but then with this it's another like they be i mean they made the thing huge and they gave enough I mean, the thing puts out so much Just voltage. Not. They had to they had to put a giant like heatsink on the thing that doesn't fit in most cases, just because it brings out so much power. But like, so it's justified dusty. because you're getting that performance for the size of the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just wild. Um, it's so true. 
It's so true. And there's like, there's something weird going on. Uh, I saw, I need to catch up on my YouTube. I've been out. I've been out for a week. Um, so sir. I haven't got a chance to watch this either. So I'm pretty excited to see this, uh, like all the breakdowns. But there is also like the cable adapter for the RTX 4090 cards are very weird. There's like a three prong adapter. Yeah. Where it's like a three prong splitter going into one that connects directly into the GPU yeah. instead of having three ports. It's, it looks so goofy, man. Dude. You know, it was funny too. Jay, like Jay was taught, I think he talks about it in this video, but like the adapter that comes with it, the, the port. I heard so, it's flimsy. Yeah, the port for the right. pin is like very flimsy. And it was so much to the point where he was recommending you pre bend the cable like before you put it in your case because it's like it's so long, it's going to hit the side of most cases. So like yeah. he recommends you just bend it beforehand just so you're not actually like bending the PCB too much because like that thing looks like it could snap. Jeez. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I think for the most part, he was just recommending, like, just get one of the new power supplies, like one of the newer ones that come out, just because it'll yeah. support that and you won't have to worry about some huge adapter like this. But yeah, he said, if you're going to use it, just pre-bend it, because, yeah. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask you this, just side question. Um, you know how the PCB adapters are always, like, at the front of the card? Like, yeah. you can actually see it in my, in my screens like right there at the front yeah. why are they why are they at the front why are they not at the back you know it's funny you ask that because there are some aftermarket manufacturers that move that port because i mean they yeah. it, because they realize like in most cases that's like a really like it's it's a very kind of like i don't want to say unintuitive but it's a very like just not it's just not a good spot for most like builds right to yeah just it's have like it right not there. aesthetically pleasing either right yeah i mean i think there was so for some of the 30 series, there were some manufacturers that put, I think they put the port towards like the back of the card. So like you could like yeah. thread it through and it's a lot cleaner. You don't have a cable like hanging off. Um, yeah. And there's some that put it at the front. I mean, there, there are, there are certainly, they have modified it. There are certain manufacturers that modify it to be more kind of, you know, cable friendly and just overall, just a better thing to deal with because yeah, I think most, I mean, you saw the 30 series i mean the founders edition of the 30 series it was like this weird kind of like side like edge out so like yeah, you have the card and it'll come out the side right here instead of like going down which is yeah. kind of weird but yeah but yeah i mean no like manufacturers aftermarket like brands they're they think of stuff like that and they have the ability to actually modify it on the board so they do that in order to for the consumer to have a much better experience with that because yeah it is a very very weird spot yeah that makes it. sense that makes sense so i guess the the ultimate verdict are, is we were talking about going into like getting new gpus yeah. and is this 4090 something that you would rather get i mean the size requirement of it i mean we're really looking at like new motherboard and yeah. i mean we gotta do water block like custom water loop yeah because it's just not gonna fit it I just mean, won't yeah. fit in most cases most cases yeah Look, this thing, if I had a little bit of money, sure, sign me up. I'm getting three, 4K monitors. Yeah. I'm going all in. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, right, like right now, I'm so, like, I'm so content with 1080p and like maybe 1440p. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, but I mean, 4K gaming, I'm just not looking to do that right now. That's definitely what this is geared towards is high refresh rate 4K. Oh, yeah. That's just, I mean, honestly, if, if I were me right now, I'm probably just going like 30 series still, just, just so I can get either yeah. 1440p. Or just the highest frames possible at 1080 and i'm i'm vibing until probably you know five or six thousand series you know <laughs> like that's true um, i've i've seen uh 3090 ti's or 3090 i can't remember which one it was going for a thousand dollars at best buy you can order those from online 
So yeah. I know you got a Best Buy around you. Yeah, I mean, worth, I've worth been looking out. Yeah, I mean, I've been looking too. I think thirty. I've been seeing thirty seventies, thirty seventy Ti's on Amazon for like five six hundred. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not too crazy. It's nothing, and it's yeah. way better than the ten eighty Ti I have now. So I mean, that's big enough of an upgrade that like I would, I'd be that would be a huge upgrade from what I have, and it's good. And see here, so you see right now in the video, he's talking, Jay's talking about that, about how some manufacturers actually put it in different spots. Um, and I think he mentions, yeah, because he's like, he's like, you know, when you have it on the side, it kind of sticks out. It's not good. Um, there's some that put it at the front. Um, I, I can't remember if he actually shows. I don't know if he actually shows where the spot is on this particular card. There's but, um, definitely a video where he goes through it. Yeah, I, I saw see, it all in his thumbnail. See, by this, the way, if you guys have, oh my gosh. insane. If by the way, if you guys haven't actually seen breakdowns of Jay's Two Cents, Gamers Nexus, or Linus Tech Tips, check them out. All three of those guys will do. Well, Linus is more like a corporation at this point. <laughs> but <laughs> if you if you really are interested in all this like high tech stuff, or if you're like a novice, man, they really really like break it down and explain what stuff is. Yeah, it's digestible uh, for someone who doesn't it is, yeah. look at like you know someone who doesn't watch PC videos all day. Um, yeah, so very uh, always interesting. Yeah, Jay's two cents, dude. It's uh, dude. I'm so happy for Jay too because like he's been really popping off with like these videos lately, and like because yeah, like man. like a lot of these videos have been doing so well, and it's like it's just interesting stuff. It's like better than I've seen like most of his videos in the past too. So man's doing it, yeah. dude. Doing it. Dude, I, I don't even know. Like, a forty ninety card needs its own nickname. It needs like <laughs> because it's so big, right? Oh, the it's Goliath, so massive. dude, it's massive. Goliath, you think? Yeah, probably. I don't know, dude. That's Something very big. fitting. Andre the Giant, dude. I don't know, man. <laughs> Andre the Giant. What are we wrestling? <laughs> WWE <dude>. style? <laughs> oh, you, dude. I'll just. I mean, just. Like it, when you look at it like this, it's like damn, it's not a big card. And then he like scales. You see something next to it, it's like, oh, he never mind. It, like <laughs> it's so crazy. It's as big. It would basically be as big as this water bottle I have right here. Like yeah, that's not even a joke. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's like okay, let me just put it in. <laughs> <laughs> For those just listening, I'm putting the water bottle up to my case on my computer. It's this like, is like no accurate way. representation. There. Yeah, this water bottle is thirty three point eight fluid ounces. It's like <laughs> twenty oh, inches tall. It's yeah. nuts. Absolutely wild. insane. Absolutely wild. Well, custom Waterloo, baby. Yeah, custom Waterloo. That's the way to go with this card. Probably gonna be the way to go for most builds. I mean, if you're doing if you're doing micro ATX, you're gonna have to almost. So yeah, I mean, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you don't have a choice. That's the way you gotta go. I don't know. That's all articles I had this week, Mike. I had a report. Oh, well, I feel like I I I think this week was actually pretty good. I mean, I didn't see the the MetaQuest Pro coming out and being announced for fifteen hundred dollars. Jeez! And finally, the benchmarks for forty ninety RTX is like yeah. so sick. Yeah, it's good to see so. that stuff. Um, all that stuff come out. That I think it was. I mean, it's either today or tomorrow. I think the cards are up for sale. It's like. Sometimes it's 40 Yeah, 4090s. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're. I remember them coming out. It was supposed to be mid October. I don't oh. know why, I th why I'm thinking the 17th. Yeah. Is the 17th a Monday? Not sure. I wonder if he it has is. it in the description of his video. Dang it, he, he doesn't. Does. Well, <laughs> really? <laughs> he doesn't have the release date. 
you know, I'm actually curious for the 4080, 4070s. I want to see what those are going to be like. Um, yeah, those are they going to be smaller? Are they going to be smaller? Yeah. That's that's all, you know. They got to be right. I mean, they if it, it, I mean, hey, if it's affordable and small, like, could you imagine if like the 4070 was like a five six hundred dollars? Like, dang, am I get a four series? I don't know, <laughs> especially if it's like a decent size. So, yeah, I think I think where I'm personally at right now is I might need to go get like I kind of want to go get the 30, 3090. 3090 is a solid car, dude. It's such a good car. But then I feel like this is the problem, right? Okay, so here's the battle that I always deal with. I think other people would too. If you get a graphics card that's too powerful for your CPU, then you're bottlenecking your CPU. You got to go get a new CPU. And then yeah. you want to get the newer CPU, and that CPU is going to be bottlenecked by the, the GPU. Yeah. And then you're just constantly going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Because like, you can never... You can, especially if your PC is really old, you can never build a PC like piecemeal, right? Like you can't just go out and buy a la carte. I just want a GPU because then you put that thing in, you realize how crap your other hardware is. <laughs> it's like, you're like all right, exactly. well, I'm going to upgrade this. <laughs> I'm going to upgrade that. Oh. I don't know. Because like for me right now, like if I was, if I was to go the new Ryzen, I would have to get a new motherboard. Like I was looking at motherboard yeah. prices, especially AM5 There's socket no motherboards. Joke. Bro, no I'm, not, I'm not doing that right now. I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't got a cut of money. <laughs> Like, yeah. dude, I, I'm balling like that, at least not right now. So, yeah, I'm I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm you know, new motherboard. I'll go, like, AM4, get the last-gen Ryzen, because it's still a good chip. Yeah. That would probably be the move for me right now if I were to build. But we'll see how the next uh, few months, uh, we'll see how the next, you know, little while treats my PC, and maybe next year. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. Yeah, I will tell you, you, your computer was choking for a while, and you finally cleaned yeah. it, right? It's been running better? I'm not going to answer oh, this you... question right now. <laughs> I'm not answering this question right now. It's not, it's not happening. Oh no, listeners! I was listeners. thinking this weekend, maybe. <laughs> my chair's breaking. My man, my man here. Oh. About what a year and a half ago, you told me about how you, like your computer was just throttling during rendering, and you said it was getting overheated. I was like, oh, I, would, I wouldn't clean it. And you go, I haven't cleaned it. I you haven't cleaned say, that thing in like I wouldn't years, say a year bro. and a half. All right, I wouldn't say it that. It was concerning because I think you even took a picture and showed it to me. Or am I imagining? Well, it? let's say I, I haven't complained about it for a year and a half. Have I cleaned it in the last year and a half? I'll tell you. I feel last, like you don't complain think, to me because you know I'm going to say something. I think the last time I like truly cleaned the actual like CPU fans and like the fins. Well, no, maybe yeah. I did after that. I remember the last time I seriously cleaned it was like February 2020, right before pandemic. <laughs> so, I mean, I may, I think I maybe cleaned it a little bit after that, but uh. But yeah, you just need one of these. You need no. I think we have one of those in the closet. I ain't gonna lie. So so. It's called dust and lint remover. Yeah, ozone safe. I, I need to get another uh, three pack of those because like, those are really nice. They're cheap. They're cheap too. But yeah, there gotta be a way to like refill it too, right? I don't want to keep buying the canisters. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it should be. Yeah, I don't know, dude. You know, maybe this weekend. I don't know. I'm a little busy, so we'll see. Well, it's, you it's can report on how you cleaned your uh, your computer in next week's episode. <laughs> all right there you go you hold me to it i'll do it i you know i, I was actually might. i was thinking sunday i actually like seriously might have time sunday so probably going to because like if i just clean it it's gonna it's gonna perform obviously much better so oh yeah not that yeah, i have like easier. major issues right now but yeah at least with cooling yeah. it's gonna be more efficient so i really yeah, need I try to. to i try to do mine every now and then but i have like all these lint filters on it so like inside it actually doesn't get dusty like yeah. very very rarely yeah. like when i see dust that's when i know it's bad <laughs> yeah so like, yeah let's see now we good yeah my front panel 
my front panel gets bad fast like that my front panel dust collector i actually do clean that kind of often because like that that gets noted within a few months there's like rings on it it's that bad so oh yeah so, yeah, I yeah for mine it. it's yeah for mine it was like it was more than that in my last place i don't know why actually maybe i'm just a dusty person <laughs> uh, yeah no i i think i live in like I, I think i live in like a landfill sometimes with the way like how dusty that front panel gets yeah. but i don't know dude i'm chilling i feel that i ain't got i ain't got any issues with dust or anything that i know of so not, not visible to the human eye you know <laughs> it's a fact yeah. well um as fascinating as i'm sure this is for the listeners do you have anything else for us this week <laughs> no I figure we, uh... it's pc cleaning time that's all i got so it's fair enough. I'm gonna come back with actual like stories of me playing games. Honestly, I hope so. Like I just I just signed on Discord for the first time since like last week. I got <laughs> I got a, I got a DM that's just like, "Hey, I'm playing Overwatch. What are you up to?" Because <laughs> they get the notification. They like see them online. <laughs> no. Oh, dude, that time. Done. It's about that time. Let's get back to gaming. Let's start. Let's start chilling. No more vacation. We're back, baby. Vibing. Although the listeners don't know. Bro, two, you know, There's no interrupted programming. Oh man, so two weeks till Halloween, right? A little, little over yes, two sir. weeks. But yeah, our our episode's gonna fall on the twenty eighth. So I don't know. Will I wear a costume on the twenty eighth? I don't know. I ain't gonna make any promises. Could be kind of sick I mean, though. <laughs> I got a costume I could wear, and I've actually worn it on stream before. I wore I wore it with playing games with you, actually. <laughs> Do you, you remember it? I don't remember. <laughs> Where, dude? It's a game. It's a game that Nick has been playing. Shout out Crazy Miller. Go check out his podcast. One of the two. Oh my god, uh, three actually. You were um, a you were a pirate, dude. I was the pirate, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, I have a costume, costume too. Purchase. I have a costume too. I could probably break out. I think we could make it happen. Be kind of sick. Okay. For the Halloween episode. I'm actually down for that. Let's do it. Alright, all right. All right, dude. Mark it Let's here. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth gonna be a Halloween episode. Halloween baby. Get get hyped. Yeah. Alright, let's let these people go. Yeah, We're get out of thank here. Thank you. All the links, everything that we've discussed in the descriptions below. We even have timestamps for the people that are just maybe they can't listen to the full episode. They gotta come back later. They lose their place. We got that down there. We can help you. Also check out Twitter. We're out on Twitter. You can join Discord. Let us know what's up. Hit it. Like and subscribe on the YouTube. We got people watching, not subscribing. Help us out. Does a lot for the channel. And without further ado, this is the M2 Podcast. I'm Michael Anthony. Kyle Heath. Thank you and see you next week. See you next week. Peace Bye out. Everyone.